This is episode three? Trey? No, four. Four? Oh, yeah. Lisa was on last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought that was week two. No, I guess that would have been week three because that was Slinger. Week two came out today. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. So this is episode four of Bar Episode Talks. four. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, Buck, how you been doing? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Just far still close, so I'm working on other stuff. So yeah, well, nice to catch up on a little couple things. Yeah, yeah. At, at least find some type of silver lining behind all these things that are going on right now. And, yeah, at least I can stay like busy. Yeah, it's like I'm out of work, but it just gave me more time to do my other work, which I guess works. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. It says it's been an interesting week. Yeah. Definitely. That's um, for sure. Yeah, bars are still shut down. That's kind of unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But we're, we're still trying to make some headways on a lot of other different projects we've got working on right now. Um, Nashville's still trying its best to be vibrant, not really being able to achieve so, just because uh, the main thing to do in Nashville is, what, music and beer. Music, <laughs> beer, drinking. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much just... Drinking and music, yeah. and both of those things are canceled. Oh, and sports canceled as well. Sports, um, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we're we're still kind of dragging along right now, but I think the rest of the country is still dragging along as well. Yeah, I mean, I know like Texas, California, Florida, they they've closed everything down too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually had a uh, my manager at my at the restaurant I actually work at. He just came back from Florida like two weeks ago. They went to Florida and went to. Um, it's funny because like we had that company picnic. <laughs> Would they go to Corona Vista? Essentially, the resort. <laughs> essentially, and that's like the whole reason we had this company picnic, where like I would say over fifty percent of our staff did not show up just because the general manager had gone to Florida the week prior. Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to be in close proximity to you because that's mm-mm. stupid." Um, which I don't blame them at all. I mean, that's honestly the smartest route to kind of go. I mean, if it's uh, a voluntary thing and you want to protect yourself, and make sure you're careful. I mean, don't go. I went because. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I don't care much about safety. Yeah. Um, I'm flying up to Minnesota in a couple of weeks. Oh, heck yeah. So that'll be fun to maneuver around the airport. Oh, God. I don't even want to know what the airport's like right now. Well, I feel like everybody's in a hazmat suit or something. Yeah. No, I know you definitely have to wear a mask through the entire thing. So I'm going to bring like seven with me so they don't get sweaty and gross. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you ordered some? Do you have multiple ones? No, CVS has a bunch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually uh, went online to. Um, a, a pretty mainstream clothing store, and they had like a bundle of six in different colors and patterns for like 12 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. So I was like, ah, I'll buy two sets. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to make sure I'm not wearing the same things. I did that. I went through maybe two or three weeks where the mask mandate was definitely in effect of wearing the exact same mask every mm-hmm. day. And yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that's, um, that's disgusting. At first, I didn't really think about it. And more I think about it, I was like, yeah, you know something? I wouldn't wear the same shirt every day for two weeks. I probably shouldn't wear the same mask. Yeah, especially one that you're like talking and breathing in. And, in. Yeah, yeah, it's a little sad, sad respirator. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, we got some bar news coming for you. Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple different pieces of news. Yeah. Um, uh, I think right now the biggest thing that's happening that just kind of came out this morning uh, or post last night was that there were 48 businesses in Nashville that were given warrants out. So, and all these businesses were doing the same thing that we've been trying to tell everybody to start doing. Make sure you wear your mask. It's mandated for the public right now to wear a mask. It's been mandated for you if you're in the industry to be wearing masks mm-hmm. during this whole pandemic. And unfortunately, uh, health department and metro officials went out and were able to find 48. I think that's a staggering number. That's a lot. 
I mean, there's probably more out there. I'm sure there's there's more that just have not been caught yet. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, this happening and being in the news is not going to be something that's going to make them change. No, and I don't care if you believe in it or not. Just, it, I mean, it's mandated right now, so just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've we talked about this briefly before. Yeah. You know, I don't believe it's a thing, or you know, I don't want the government telling me what to do. Uh, and I think we've had arguments on both sides of those of just, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you, if you don't believe it is a thing, it's still mandated. And if you don't want the government to tell you what to do, well, the government's always going to be telling you what to do in some facet. Yeah. It's life. It's, it's life under a government. There's nothing in the government. There's nothing you can do out there that the government does not have their hands in pretty much. Right. So it's, if anything, just be courteous. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not believe it's a thing, but, you know, hey, the vast majority of the population very well may. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like noise violations, like late at night. Yeah. Like if you're out two in the morning pumping music outside your house and you've got an old couple living right next to you, probably shouldn't be doing that. I don't, I know if you don't care or not, whatever, but just be courteous. Yeah, it's just, it's just being courteous. Yeah. And I I think that's, if one thing America needs to get back to is uh, we need to get courteous again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, I think that's going to be the next one. Make America courteous again. Yeah. For for Christ's sake, please. Yeah, we'll throw uh, that on a freaking red hat. I'll wear that all day. But yeah, so they've sent out 48 different citations for several different businesses, uh, and it was all just mask violations of indoor and outdoor public places. I mean, that's the thing where it is now that you have to have a mask, whether you're inside or you're outside. If you're walking down the street, have a mask on. If you're in yeah. a park, have a mask on. If you're going inside of a, a home improvement store, wear a freaking mask. It's mandated. Were they just citations or were they fines too? Oh, uh, well, all of these, as far as I know, they were civil warrants. Oh. Yeah. So, so they, they were, got court date. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. These are all civil warrants that were handed out, um, and it was updated Tuesday uh, that, yeah, that was 48 different businesses that they actually went through and found that they were not complying with the mask order. Even when I see something like that, if an employee's not wearing a mask, that's one thing. If you as an entire business are willing to put your business, which probably just was able to reopen, mm-hmm. at risk just because you don't believe in the thing, so you don't let your make your employees wear masks, obviously you don't really care that much about your business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, especially after something as crazy as this pandemic that's going on currently, and it's still going to be going on for a while, at least I think, um, if... If at any point in time my business had to shut down for a brief short, of time, uh, short amount of time and there's been new mandates that's going to allow me to reopen, but I have to follow these mandates, mm-hmm. I'm looking at my bottom dollar. I'm going to follow them. I'm not going to risk me being shut down again right. just over my own personal beliefs. I'm not looking about my own personal beliefs. I'm looking at my bank account, my employee's bank account, the revenue we're coming in here. Like I'm going to just follow these mandates, whether yeah. I like or not. Just follow the rules until... You don't have to anymore. Then you can go back to doing what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, put your business before you put your own beliefs mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yeah. So I think what you should be doing, uh, especially if you are a business that had to shut down during this. Uh, I think if you're able to reopen right now, you should, your eyes and mindset should be on maximizing the most amount of profit that you possibly can to recoup what you lost. And if by following a mandate by the city is going to prevent you from shutting down, that's going to allow you to do so. Then, then do it. Mm-hmm. I, to me, it's common sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just reality at this point. Just can do it. Yeah, it's it's just what you should be doing anyway. Um, but it is what it is. So they actually have a list of the businesses. Oh, really? Oh, god. 
Yeah, they have a list of the businesses, man. And these are like some of these businesses you would think when I first saw this thing, I was thinking, okay, these are small mom and pop places or some bars that may be in a national area. They're still kind of mom and pop are they, bars. Are they all Broadway? They're all fran- they're franchises. They're they're main chains. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, these are main fast food chains that just decided not to do it. And I mean, I guess I can name them off since the news has already named them out. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about, yeah, of course. Now, I knew some of the big uh, restaurants downtown were going to be that. Uh, Crow's Nest, I'm a little unfortunate to hear that they decided not to go buy it. Uh, uh, Kid Rock's Honky Tonk, of course, they've already in violation the first time when this whole thing went in. And yeah, I they've, guess got, they just, they've got a couple fines already. Yeah, I think they just want to continue bucking the system. Oh, this is one that's near and dear to our hearts, close to our town, Sperry's. Oh. Yeah. They got popped like three weeks ago, too. Really? Well, yeah. they just got popped again. Wow. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these restaurants, are, some of these are actually close by us. So, uh, you know, the Sonic or Highway 70? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sperry's, um, Popeye's. I mean, these are main chain restaurants right here. Jonathan's. It, it just, it doesn't Jonathan's make got, Jonathan's got Well, hit. it's not the one by us. At least I'm not seeing it. It's the one by us. But one of the chains, definitely. Yeah, they got one. Uh, you're talking about 51st Daily, Honky Tonk, Jonathan's Grill, Nashville Underground, Popeyes, Sam's Bar and Grill, which I love Sam's, Sam's Bar and Grill, but it's on Lakeshore. So I think that's the one in Old Hickory. They have some oh, different yeah, locations. Yeah. They have one by us, too. Yeah. Um, scoreboard. That's a Packer bar. Yep. Well, they, they got hit. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. These are all like repeat ones, too, because remember like a month ago, mm-hmm. um, there was a, a big list of people that got... I got fined, and Sperry's, Jonathan's, and Scoreboard were all on there. Yeah, and some of these aren't just the mask order. Some of these are for holding different types of activities that have been, right now, kind of put on hold. Oh, really? Yeah. Taco Bell, Wingstop, Papa John's, <laughs> Smoothie King, freaking Smoothie King? <laughs> really? Freaking Smoothie Put King. a freaking mask on, Smoothie King. What are you doing? Uh, uh, the Taco like- Bell by us actually does really good. Yeah, yeah, no, they did pretty good. Doc Holiday Saloon, Tin Roof. Which one? Uh, let's see, which Tin Roof was this? Uh, it didn't say which Tin Roof it oh. was. Uh, Little Caesars of Charlotte. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say the name of this place because this one is really, really near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, uh, I'll let you just look at that one right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I was, in the room, I was in the room when that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So what did they get caught for? Was it was it the mask, mask or was yeah. it the fact that they were open? Mask. Okay. Okay. So this is before they had to shut back down. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe this is just a compiled a list compiled list of, of everybody who's just gotten hit. Yeah. With Unlo- this thing, unless they got hit again, that I don't know. Of. Well, I don't understand how would they get hit by this if it wasn't a because if you're inside of a restaurant, it had to be the employees. It has to it was, be. It was definitely an employee. Okay. 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 Yeah. That was just them trying to buck the system, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think um, it was before we had a shutdown two weeks ago. Okay. So that's it was before when I was the there. second shutdown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. You're talking about Burger Kings. You're talking about hotels. You're talking about just McDonald's. It, big franchises, big corporations, big billion dollar corporations that you would think would be, huh, what should I say? I, you would think they would be the ones setting an example. Yeah, I mean, they've got this. so many rules to begin with when you work in a corporate restaurant yeah. or a corporate bar. They've got so many rules in place that 
having one more would not be shouldn't that be that big of an issue? Yeah, it's, it's really not that big of an issue. It, it truly is yeah. not. Like um, when I, I worked for a corporate bar back in Wisconsin, and if we didn't wear our name tag on uh, the certain side of our shirt, that we were told like you got to put your name tag on the other side of the right. shirt. Yeah, and I'm like that little stuff. Mm -hmm. It like bothers them, but yeah, the managers at these places just don't care. I I guess I would expect if I saw this right here and I saw. Because I doubt this came from the brain trial. This definitely didn't come from higher, higher up. I'm no, sure this is definitely these major, major corporations have put out there, hey, wear the freaking mask. If your state is mandating you to wear the mask, wear the mask. I'm pretty sure the majority of the country is making sure that everybody's working in the industry like we mm -hmm. are to wear their mask. It's got to be a, a shift manager or a... It's got to be. It's, yeah. it's got to be. It's got to be the little guy on the totem pole who just didn't care or... I mean, because it, eventually it's going to have to come back not only on whoever the shift lead was that day or the assistant manager is going to come back on not only the general manager, but also if these are franchises, it's going to come on the franchisee. Yeah. Because it's their job and responsibility to make sure that they're upholding the rules and regulations set forward from the main brainchild of what things and how things should be done. So it, it is it is a little disheartening just seeing some of this of just like, wow, man, like, I think I might have actually eaten at one of these places in like the last two oh, weeks. I've definitely ate at some of those places. Um, which, I mean, I'm, I don't feel sick or anything, but it kind of just gives you a little bit more of a Eh, really? Uh, especially since, like, my part-time job doesn't even take place in the county where it was mandated. It's mandated right. now in the in the county that I work in, but at at first it wasn't. It was just mandated in Davidson County, which is Nashville area, but it wasn't mandated in the city that I worked in. We were still required to wear masks, mm -hmm. not due to the city, but due to ownership of them saying, hey, it makes people feel more comfortable. People were really literally call and see if you guys are wearing masks before they come in wear the dang mask. Mm -hmm. And now, to me, that was responsible ownership. Yeah. He's looking at this profit. He's looking to make sure he wants to make sure he can maintain that profit. And if making my employees wear a mask is going to make the customers feel more comfortable, which in turn is going to make sure they come in here and invite other people to come with them, then that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's putting your profit before your own mindset of what you believe. Yeah. So that's, that's all I've got on news right now. This is just yeah, kind of wild, knocking me off my feet a little bit. I, I was looking at something the other day. And, uh, you know, John Taffer, yeah. uh, host of Bar Rescue, mm -hmm. the TV show, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, um, uh, he's just a big, burly dude. Oh, like, yeah. He's a terrifying individual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, if he walked up onto you, you'd be a little worried. Yeah. He's definitely the GM or the owner that you don't want to work for. Oh, exactly. Because yep. if you screw up, he will eat you. Yeah. He'll probably pick up a fridge and throw it at you. Yeah. Because he looks like he could probably pick up a fridge. I, I, I think he's pretty giant. Yeah. Um, but he just release something uh, this article's from the 9th of july but he he's coming out with this new like virtual uh course mm -hmm. that bar owners hotel owners restaurant industry people can take it's a six course or six video course for like hotels restaurants casinos night owners or night nightclubs and bar owners but it's for life after the pandemic to kind of reset how we are going to do things right in the bar industry absolutely because there's it, just no way we're going right back to the way things were yeah absolutely and he's i mean he's not saying this is what's going to happen he's just this is kind of his guess and he's like this is one way we can do it this is one way we can get out of this and be more profitable on the back end post pandemic i mean he advertises it as a way to learn how to adjust and succeed in the new marketplace conditions that will exist post-pandemic. 
So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And which is, I mean, nothing's been laid out in law or rule or anything right now, but this guy has plenty of experience to be able to come up with a an educated guess of where we're going to be and what we're going to be looking at. Yeah. Like the some of the bullet points he's got is like trust and transparency, mm-hmm. being straight up honest with the people, uh, changing the minds. Like customers need to change how they think about you, how they want to do business with you or mm-hmm. attend or um, patron one of your establishments mm-hmm. and open is moving forward saying you know we don't know what's going to happen after this just be open-minded you're not going to be able to go back to the way that you ran your bar before absolutely not for a while yeah, abso- yeah. So, I, and honestly i don't think it's ever going to go back to that i think there's going to be new rules and regulations the health department is going to put into place like mask i think from now on you're going to see employees in restaurants requiring to make a mask mm-hmm. it may not spill out onto the server floor, your bartenders. But definitely, I think your kitchen workers are going to now be required to wear a mask, probably. Yeah, and the the course is free. So if you are a bar owner out there or you run a hotel or nightclub, casino, whatever, go check it out. Just Google John Tafferine. I'm sure it's going to be one of the top searches. But it's a free course that he's releasing. Mm. And I don't know if it's good information or not. I haven't seen it. but Well, I think... One of his key points is a key point that people need to have in mind as well. If you don't think this is going to happen, if you think this world's going to go right back to the way it was and things are going to just operate the way you've operated your bar for the last 30 years, and so you don't want to listen to this, I will tell you now, he's going to tell you to have an open mind, have an open mind. Yeah. Give it a chance. Even if you don't like anything he says, even if you don't believe anything he says, at least go listen. Yeah. Because that way... If things do start to go towards that way, mm-hmm. you have a better I- idea and mindset of like, okay, I didn't want to believe this crap was going to happen, but I kind of have a little bit of idea of how we need to go about operating this. Yeah, like you and you and I have a lot of experience in this industry. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's got more experience in his left foot. Than both of us combined, than easily. both of us combined. Easily. Yeah, he's he's pretty smart at what he does. Absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of the show and everything. And when I was a consultant in Chicago, I kind of based my idea around what i would help bars to do mm-hmm. based off it off of what he did right yeah go check that out i'm definitely gonna check it out when i get home oh yeah i'm definitely gonna give that a listen to that way at least i can if because if, we know several different bar owners and um proprietors of business because mm-hmm. we like to use that word proprietor proprietor um it's like doc, <laughs> doctor 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 doctor, doctor. <laughs> proprietor, um, proprietor. but we're, we're at least gonna listen to it ourselves in case they don't want to listen to it that way we can kind of bounce things off of them of mm-hmm. hey you know i know you didn't listen to that free seminar that uh i told you about a couple months ago and things are starting to look the way i thought they were going to look would you like me to give you some information mm-hmm. just so and plus in our own lives in our own business it gives us a better outlook of how we need to conduct business yeah, in the future absolutely well i mean Ooh, wait yeah <laughs> that was talking real fast <laughs> well it was a lot it was a lot of information that we just threw out there and there's a lot of things that are changing and happening right now that's just I mean, I think when this thing first started, nobody had an idea where this thing was going to end and what life was going to look like. I don't think anybody thought life was going to be any different. They think might it, it might run its course about two weeks or shut everything down, then bam, we're going right back to normal. And yeah. no, that's not the case. Uh, this is going to definitely change the way we live our day-to-day lives going forward. Have you seen that, that meme since uh, Netflix took off Friends in de- no. December... 2019 uh-uh oh okay so i found it it's it's a picture of uh the cast of friends it says 
Netflix took off Friends in 2019, December of 2019. And then it says, meanwhile, in 2020, and it has the first line of the theme song. So no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to head next towards Drinker's, Drinker's Corner? Corner. Drinker's Corner. All right. Well, Drinker's Corner this week, we're going to talk about a drink that previously I have only had a couple times. I've only um, had a couple, and I've only made a couple. Yeah. And see, I've never had any here or in any other city other than where it originated from. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we're talking about the hurricane, the New Orleans hurricane. Yeah. Um, famous drinks, been around for a long time, big staple uh, in New Orleans. That's one of the things they're known for Yeah, is that hurricane. And, man, I'm telling you right now, when you go to New Orleans, you get one, they put it in, like, an oversized novelty cup. I've yeah, I've seen pictures of it. I've never been in New it's Orleans. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. This cup is I don't know. I would say at least a foot, foot and a half long. Oh, it's like a yard from like. Uh, it, it literally looks Senior like Senior Frogs and Cozumel or something. Yeah, it literally looks like one of those cups. That if you went to like Six Flags or Disney World, and you yeah. just got like, oh, I'm gonna sold, and they put in one of those really crazy long, big ass flask looking. Exactly. It's yeah. like it, they're putting one of those. Yeah. And so you're walking around drinking on this thing. All, of course, you can drink in the city, around the street, mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, and yeah, no, this thing. Sweet. Let's uh, let's get into it after a break from the sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, so we're back with the Hurricane Cocktail. Yeah, the Hurricane Cocktail. Um, I've had this drink a couple different times. Mainly when I've had this drink was always in New Orleans. Uh, I think we briefly talked earlier. <laughs> it was just like a novelty cup. It was just huge. Well, mm-hmm. But I know that there's been a couple different renditions of the recipe since then. Um, but the original recipe, I think, still holds the test of time in New Orleans. Uh, but it's originated by a, uh, a Pat O'Brien. And Pat O'Brien's is actually a really, really awesome speakeasy. Well, originated as a speakeasy in New Orleans. It's in the French Quarter. I think it's off uh, St. Peter's Street. Okay. Um, awesome place. I mean, this place go in. They have a humongous bar inside. And it almost looks like... Um, like an old battleship, old black wooden walls, all these huge portraits. You can tell they're from way, 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 way. Oh, away. that's really cool. So it's really, really cool. And then you walk in, and they had this humongous courtyard outside where there's another bar. So there's a bar outside with this humongous stone court. Uh, what, what I'm trying to use for? Court. Court. Courtyard? Jesus, Lord. I'm thinking like cartwheel everything Cart- right now. <laughs> I promise. I'm sober. I promise. I haven't had a hurricane today. Um, but yeah, it has a humongous court heart and actually have a piano bar out there as well. Oh, that's cool. So it's a really great place. Uh, Pat O'Brien's has been around for a long, long time. Uh, I think the bar officially opened up around 1933. Uh, it's a great place to go to, but of course it's take place around the the warring time. So you're looking around World War II, I believe. Yeah. Um, like the roaring 20s? Yeah. Well, between 1930 and the 40s is when the bar oh, actually got established in gotcha. World War II. I think during that time with the wars. Um, that was, you could not get whiskey, mm-hmm. whiskey and bourbon. It was really, really rare. It was really, really expensive to get. And I think one story I read about this was that he was trying to get whiskey and trying to get bourbon, but all of his Southern distributors were trying to push rum that was coming up from the Caribbeans because they had just an influx of it. It was just mm-hmm. too much rum coming up from the Caribbeans up the Mississippi River. And so for every one case of whiskey or bourbon that he had to buy, he had to buy 50 cases of rum. Holy It was just, that's where the market was at right there. And they distributors had to get rid of this stuff. They had to push it off. So 
he ran into that situation where he was trying to find a way to get rid of this rum. Because a lot of people in New Orleans at the time weren't drinking rum. You know, mm-hmm. it was, you're in the South. You're talking about whiskey and bourbon. That's what we're doing. That's what we're known for. So he was trying to find a way just to push this rum off on somebody, anybody, in any way he could. And that's when he came up with the drink of Hurricane. Uh, I think the original recipe is going to be mixing light rum and dark rum. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to settle on the passion fruit. I think that's the one main staple of it is that passion fruit juice. Yeah, that kind of brings it all together. Yeah, that's like the the main juice in it, and also a whole lot of cocktails don't use passion fruit juice. No, not not a lot. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard to even find it like your local grocery store. Yeah, it's not something that's just readily available or people actually go out and buy. So he created this hurricane, and this was during like the 1940s, and. Uh, the story from this is coming from Pat O'Brien's actual website from the restaurant that's right there uh, in New Orleans. I wonder if he used that because it, like are passion fruits like native to down there? I I don't know where passion fruits are native to. I don't know, they're goofy looking things. Oh yeah, they're definitely goofy looking things. Um, yeah, I mean maybe because back then. I mean they had to juice everything themselves. Yeah, no, there wasn't anything concentrated. I, you know, so I'm thing. also wondering if like I don't know if passion fruits are like local to New Orleans or Louisiana, but it sounds like something that you might find in the Caribbeans. Maybe. And so maybe that was just something that came along with all the rum as well. Um, but in 1940s, many U.S. distilleries uh, used were used to manufacture necessities for wartime, and domestic liquor was scarce. However, rum was coming up through the Mississippi River from the Caribbean islands was plentiful. They had just way too much of it. So, in order to buy a case of bourbon, for example, that was a strong incentive to purchase large quantities of rum. Kind of like how your bar would, a bar today would try to incentivize you to buy this new liquor. Like, hey, I know you really want to get this Jameson. How about this? If you uh, buy two cases of Cat Vodka, then I'll offer you this case of Jameson at half price. Mm-hmm. Or a buy one, get one. Just something that you look at and say, okay, well, it's a deal. I just got to find a way to push this thing. And I've had distributors do the same thing to me where... oh yeah. You'll get stuff in. I'm like, I, I'm not going to sell this. There's no way I can sell this. But you've made a good incentive saying, it's it's the week before St. Patty's Day. You're going to bring me a crap ton of Jameson and a bunch of flair for it. All right, I'll buy a case of this vodka. Hell, I bought a case of beer, what was it, three weeks ago mm-hmm. that we absolutely didn't need. I think it was a Corona Seltzer. Oh, okay. And they had to get rid of it, and you gave me a deal on a different one. Yeah. So I'm like, deal. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it's called. That shows that distributors have been working the same plan employed for decades. So and that's just how they go about business. I did just look it up. Passion fruits are native to southern Brazil through Paraguay and, and northern Argentina. Huh. Well, I know that's where, obviously, where they're coming from. Yeah. But like, Back I, know, like, I guess our, I, I have to do a little bit more research or history about our trade routes during that time. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're getting our hands on passion fruits. So, I mean, he had to make do with what he had. Um, he had his general manager at the helm, and folks started experimenting with different things, and they ended up coming up with this drink with the passion fruit in there. And the reason why it's Hurricane, I originally thought they called it a hurricane because, I mean, it's New Orleans. And... They've not had the greatest history of hurricanes. No, no, no. And so, like, it was like back when the Tennessee Titans first came to Tennessee, and they were getting rid of their old moniker of the Oilers. Mm-hmm. And we had just had a huge tornado come and rock downtown Asheville, and everybody was like, whoa, what's the name for this new team? Where are we going to change the Oilers name to? Can't tell you how many people it was like the Tennessee tornadoes. I'm like, ah, too soon, too soon. <laughs> not great, um, guys. Let's not do that. But they actually called it hurricane because of the shape of the glass. Oh, okay. And that's why I did except it. Uh, I think the shape of glass actually resembles like an oil lamp. Yeah. Glass. And so, and I think the type of glass that is like a hurricane glass. So that's why they came up with the hurricane. Uh, great drink. Really, really, really boozy. And I think the recipe has been changed over the years. Uh, the original recipe still sticks pretty, 
to his point down at Pat O'Brien's, which is like, hey, that is the hub for Hurricanes. Yeah. And I've realized this too. This is not something that's just limited to them. There are several other bars around New Orleans that also serve Hurricanes. You go to Bourbon Street. I think every yeah. single place on this place on the street actually has it. Yeah, I think pretty much everywhere down there. Um, but I think to, maybe their own it. rendition of it, yeah. uh, their own recipe to kind of makes them stand out from away from Pat O'Brien's. But I'm sure it, there's a bunch of different bars too. Like, oh, we were the, actually the ones that created. it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But let it be known, Pat O'Brien's they they came up with this thing. You got to go down there if you go to New Orleans, check out Pat O'Brien's. One, it's just a chill environment to be in. Mm-hmm. Really cool, lots of history there. Uh, just an awesome building to be in. Go check out the piano bar. But yes, get you a hurricane. Um, and I think they actually put a limit on them. I think you could only like purchase two of them. That would make sense, so people don't from there. die. Uh, yeah, because I mean it's 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 very harmful. It, it can, so it it's two ounces of light rum and two ounces of dark rum. Yes, and I think that's the original recipe. But I think that a lot of places now are adding in a third liquor, and I think that's the recipe that most of us might know about if you've had it at a local place. And they're adding in the most potent of all three. Oh. Uh, they're adding in one fifty one. Yeah, Bacardi 151. If you don't know what that is, that's 151 proof. Yes. And so I think we decided that after we did a little research, they were doing like a, a four to one or two to one uh, two ratio. One, yeah. So you're looking at two ounces of light rum, two ounces of dark rum, and then four ounces of 151. If for one minute you think they will not knock you on your ass, I'm telling you right now, it will knock you on your ass. Yeah, we, we might be a little wrong on the ratios, but still, even if it's one to one to one, that's six ounces of liquor, two of them at a normal proof. So that's two and a half drinks. Yeah. And just in those two liquors. And then 151 proof at two ounces, which is, that would be, that's four drinks right there. Yeah. So it's a, <laughs> it is definitely, definitely a stout drink. Um, yeah. You're getting six drinks in one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, don't be wrong. This thing was delicious. Uh, you cannot deny that. The fact that it has simple syrup, lime juice, orange juice, passion fruit, it's going to be a sweet drink. Yeah. And, you know, I know that Monica, a lot of guys have in their mindset is like, oh, it's a fruity drink. It's a girly drink. You don't drink it. I don't care how big of a guy you are. Start drinking on these and see what happens. Yeah. It's going to do more damage than that whiskey is. Yeah. (laughs) I promise you, it's going to do more damage than that whiskey. And you can put on the tough, tough macho man style right there. But yeah, drink this fruity drink and see if it don't knock you out. Especially all the sugar from the simple syrup and the grenadine and the passion fruit juice. Because I'm assuming it's coming from concentrate. Yeah. They're not squeezing their own passion fruits. Yeah. Um, Some places may. They might be, yeah. They're higher end cocktails because they can do that kind of thing. But there's so much sugar in there. And sugar and carbonation open your blood vessels, which helps alcohol get into your bloodstream faster. Mm -hmm. So if you let's just say like you have four Jack and Cokes and someone else has four shots of whiskey. Mm-hmm. If you're the exact same size, gender, height, yeah, mass, weight, everything, yeah. you'll get tipsier on the four Jack and Cokes because you're getting the sugar and the carbonation. Right. And they're two kind of Trojan horse that alcohol into your blood. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, we definitely know the sugar. I mean, cause that's pretty much what well, that's alcohol. Yeah. Um, so you're adding just so much extra sugar to it. You know, it's like I used to experiment with trying to make like mead. And it's pretty mm-hmm. much just reducing honey. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's just you're reducing honey uh, and adding water and reducing honey. And it's just you're getting down to where it's just pretty much sugar that's turning into alcohol that's mm-hmm. going to get you going. Um, But great drink. Um, I actually got mine, the most recent one I had, which was about a week ago or last weekend, 
I got it from a local restaurant that I think we're going to actually feature on our eatery today. So I'll kind of mm-hmm. save that point for last. But Hurricane, delicious drink, very fruity, uh, very refreshing. It's definitely something that um, it's so much booze in it that I wouldn't call it a hot day drink. Yeah. But I think that if you were looking at a nice a nice August, you could probably throw two of those back and then you're going to be done. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be done. Especially if you serve it the way the local restaurant we went to served it, because they were pretty much giving you two drinks for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what it was. I don't know if that's just how they did their to-goes, but they specifically say this equates out to two drinks, because mm-hmm. it was 16 ounces. Yeah, that's a normal... I think that's a normal size for a hurricane. Well, yeah, for like, if you go out to New Orleans and actually yeah. get you a hurricane, but I think if you went into like a local chain restaurant and ordered a hurricane, it's not going to come no, in it's a 16 ounce glass. It's going to be like a rocks glass. 12, or a 12 ounce Collins glass. Yeah. They'll get a tall and Exactly. And this was 16 looking. ounces with no ice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was. Oh, this, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is 16 <laughs> ounces, no ice. God damn. Yeah. That was, that's why I say one of them, one of them. Got me pretty damn good, which they have other drinks they do the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Which is well, that's definitely two drinks then because you add ice, ice into it. Oh yeah, half ice, half drink is usually the ratio mm-hmm. when you get it from a bar or a restaurant. And yeah, yeah that's damn. Yeah, now, now you kind of have a better idea of why this thing really knocked me on my ass when I yeah. had it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was kept saying two drinks. I'm like, no, there ain't no ice in this thing, man. It was just a because I got mine to go. And so they put it into like a soup container with a lid. So this was a 16-ounce soup container with just straight booze. <laughs> wow. Uh yeah, it was it was stout. Do you think they was, put did they you think they put the 151 in there? Oh, I definitely think they put the 151 in there. Oh, I for sure believe they put the 151. Because like the thing with the hurricane is the main reason why they created that drink was because nobody really wanted to taste the rum. Yeah. So that's why they added all the Fresh lime juice and lemon juice and passion fruit and orange juice to kind of mask the taste of rum, but still get people to the place they wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. You taste the booze in this damn thing. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm for sure pretty damn sure. Now once pandemic's over with, everything opens back up and goes back to normal. I'm definitely going inside mm-hmm. and say, can you please make me one so I can see what's what all you're putting in here. Yeah, can I watch you? Do yeah, can this? I watch it? Can I tell you to stop? Because <laughs> you put just everything tore me up. Um, but it's a great drink. Uh, I think everybody should go out and try. There's tons of different recipes online for you can try at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the recipes you find at home do not include the 151. Yeah, de- some do, some don't. Definitely start without the 151. Yes, and- I would definitely suggest you go out and just try it by giving you, you know, a small cheap bottle of light rum, dark rum. I'm sure you probably got OJ in the house somewhere. The only thing you're gonna have to track down is gonna be the passion, the passion fruit. fruit. I mean, you can make your own simple syrup. Yeah, get that's really in anywhere. So the, the one's going to be tracked down is going to be the passion fruit. I wouldn't suggest going and buying, like, a jug of passion fruit juice because that's not just passion fruit. Mm-hmm. But if you can actually find just – when I say that, I mean, like, you know, don't buy, like, Welch's passion fruit juice that comes in a freaking carton that you find in the – by next to the orange juice. Like, yeah, that's probably not just passion fruit. No, there's probably, like, orange and cranberry. And yeah, all kind of different additives right? and things like that. If you can find you just some – maybe go down to your – um you know, your local deli, maybe go into, like, the produce section to see if they have some. Yeah, um, yeah squeeze it yourself. Yeah, some places right there, you know, check out your Whole Foods. They probably have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if any place has it, it's probably going to be Whole Foods. Yeah, or even, like, a farmer's market type restaurant. Oh, yeah, you might even find some at the farmer's market. We should try that out. Let's go to a local farmer's market and see what kind of different juices we can get and start making cocktails. Ooh. Yeah, we should do that. So, look forward to that segment coming up, future. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, I, I, I love the drink. I thought it was fantastic. Um, definitely stouter than the original. Yeah. But just as good, just as flavorful. Yeah, the only couple times I've had it was when I someone like asked me to make it, and usually my reaction was, "Well, I don't have passion fruit juice." It's right. like, "Oh, okay, you can leave it. I'll just everything else in it." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, no, then it's not a hurricane. Yeah, then, then it's not a hurricane, but they still wanted it. Yeah, and still paid for it. So, I'm no, like, well, yeah. okay, I'll make it. But yeah, I, otherwise I've never really had a traditional one. Yeah, and see, I like it because. There's so many different new mainstream drinks out there that people may like, oh, I'm going to make some kryptonite or some uh, oh, yeah. Incredible Hulk. This is a drink that's been around for a long time. Wow. This isn't some new Fandango drink that somebody created within the last 20 years mm -hmm. and, and now it's a big thing on there, like liquid marijuana or something like that. Yeah. This is a drink that's been a staple to that town since the 1940s. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. That's a long time. For to have a drink like that, especially like a fruity mixed drink like that, mm -hmm. and like I said, don't knock it because it's fruity, man. That that thing can do some harm. Oh yeah. So that's all I got on that. That was our uh, drink today on the Drinker's Corner. Yeah, fantastic drink. Go find yourself one. Yeah, and if you ever go to New Orleans, definitely go try out Pat O'Brien's. It's it's an awesome place, awesome yeah. venue to go to. Well, the area that we live in, there's a a kind of occasion. Uh, restaurant yes. that we've both been to multiple mm. times. Mm -hmm. It's called Voodoo Gumbo. Yep. And I love this place. Oh, I love it. it. I love it. It's incredible. I really only get one thing there. Okay. And that's the uh, chicken and sausage gumbo. Okay. Serve it on a little bit of rice, throw that shit on there, and just lap it up like a dog. Mm. It's so freaking good. Yeah, I think my, my go-to over there is definitely going to be their jambalaya. Um, and I will say this, we were, you know, definitely if you go to New Orleans, there are a lot of different places you should check out. Unfortunately, I didn't get any jump, get any good jambalaya. No? At all. At all. And it might have been because we were going to really high-end places, so they might have been more like a, a touristy place. Mm -hmm. And I think someone told me, like, hey, they may have cut back on some of the spices because their main, their main clientele is going to be tourists, and, you know, they might not be able to handle that heat. Yeah. Or it wasn't even so much heat, though. Like, I went there, and there wasn't, there was... Not much flavor. Yeah. And I had jambalaya maybe four or five different restaurants that were right there in New Orleans. They were supposed to be really high-end restaurants, and I was honestly disappointed with just about all of them. Well, here's a question. How drunk were you when you were eating at these places? No, I'm fairly sober, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, fairly that, sober. That would take the taste away, too. Yeah, no, I was actually fairly sober on, on all of them because um, we were typically eating. We would typically still be daylight out, and it would probably be around 1 or 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. We really hadn't drank anything. Probably still trying to recover from the night before. <laughs> yeah. So I was, yeah, I was definitely sober when I had these, uh, had these different meals there, and yeah, I just was not impressed with them. But the Voodoo Gumbo's Jambalaya, man, that thing is packed with flavor, mm -hmm. and I like heat. I love spicy. I love heat. That's why I love Creole food. And typically, with anything, even resemblance to Creole, I'm adding hot sauce to it. I, I got to have some Tabasco. I got to have some Louisiana something. I've got to add a little bit more heat to it. Mm -hmm. This thing comes out. It doesn't have a lot of heat to it, but there's just sheer amount of good flavor. It's that, yeah. It's, it's, that it's just, it's deep, cooked that, perfectly. That it's deep flavor. That. Absolutely. It's that deep flavor. You can tell that they came out of the peppers, came out of the seasons they added into it, where though I like it spicy, I could eat that by itself. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to add anything to it. I can just take it from the container or get the plate when it's handed to me and just go to town and would not disappoint at all. Yeah, I, I need to try the jambalaya there. Yeah. I was actually thinking about going there for lunch today, but I forgot and then didn't. Oh, yeah. I'm, but, I very well might eat that for dinner this coming up week again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's get another hurricane and uh, get another thing of jambalaya. Yeah. Uh, also try the po' boys. Yeah. Um, I think um, 
That's a classic New Orleans. Sandwich. Yeah, my my better half had their catfish po' boy. I had to go traditional, get the shrimp po' boy. Mm-hmm. Um, really good, great thick bread. Oh man, it was that it French was, French yeah, bread and it was a good sandwich. It was all around fantastic yeah. sandwich. Those are um, pretty simple too. I oh mean, yeah, it's just mayo, lettuce, tomatoes, and shrimp. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that I could say that I did not like about the place would be their beignets. Never had those. Okay, so a beignet is. One, it melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Um, fantastic little pastry. Yeah, it is a pastry. You know, powdered sugar on top. Uh, just real light and fluffy and airy. And they're typically, I would say, about as long as your middle finger, probably about as wide as your three fingers. They're they're not okay. really big. They're meant to be just two or three bites and they're gone. Yeah. It goes great with a nice cafe. Their beignets are ridiculously huge. Oh, really? Oh, man, this thing is bigger than my hand. Oh, wow. One. One is bigger than my hand. So, and you know that the inside of it is just air. So, it's just yeah. one big, huge pocket of air. So, it's definitely airy, but uh, the texture of it is not the same. It's not mm-hmm. as fluffy. It's just one big, huge, like they just took a big dough ball and threw it in the oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, still really, really good, but not the traditional beignets I'm used to. Uh, too much, too messy for me. Uh, but still great flavor. But yeah, no, their po' boys are fantastic. The jambalaya is fantastic. The gumbo is fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. they do Cajun Creole I mean, food right. And they do, they got like that dark roux down pat too. Yeah. Where you just that s- s- let it simmer for hours. Yeah. I mean, they, what everything they do on their menu, other than the oversized beignets, they do right. You yeah. can tell that someone has lived in New Orleans and been, not even so much as they lived in New Orleans, they've been in Louisiana. I, yeah. I, I might be putting too much on New Orleans. So I think it's, you get it, real Creole and Cajun food, you don't get in New Orleans. You get out in the bayou. You yeah. get further out, and that's where you really get the good flavor and yeah. everything. But I think that might have been where we might have messed up when we ate uh, all these different Creole places. That Maybe. We were in the city. Mm-hmm. So no place was actually going to do it the way they do it when you get out of the city. Mm-hmm. That home country cooking. Yeah. Of, the of way, yeah. French Cajun people where you can't understand what the they're saying. Oh, yeah, man. You love those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> understand a word they're saying. I got a buddy from Louisiana, and he's—I think he said he was about thirty or so minutes outside mm-hmm. of New Orleans, but he does not like voodoo gumbo. Really? Yeah. Really? Huh? Which surprises the hell out of me. Yeah. Like I found, I, a, I found it delicious. Oh, it's it's damn good. Um, mm. the way I actually found out about voodoo gumbo was one of my teachers was in town. He's a good buddy of mine now, and. He was on our side of town. He was like, hey, have you tried that gumbo place? I'm like, I didn't even know it really existed because mm-hmm. i never really been in that area. Right. And we stopped by. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's get some gumbo or something. Mm-hmm. Never really had had it before. And I'm, man, I, I've gone back ever since. Oh, yeah. It is so damn good. It, I mean, just the, you can tell they put care mm-hmm. and love into their cooking because it is just fantastic every single time I've ever had it. Um. I'm really surprised he really didn't like it, which is kind of depressing. Because I actually have a buddy who's uh, from Louisiana as well, and he's mm-hmm. I think he's actually from New Orleans or right outside New Orleans as well. Uh, and you're right. No, I could barely understood. It literally took me – we used to throw darts and play pool together, and it probably took me two to three years before I was finally under, able to understand what he was saying, especially yeah. when he get a little lit and start talking fast and just sitting there, man, it's just yeah. – I, I, I can't even describe it. only way I can really describe it is – if you ever watch King of the Hill, it's Boomhauer with a little French. <laughs> that's that's pretty, pretty much what it is. It's, it's Boomhauer with a little French in it. But, man, it's 
Voodoo yeah. Gumbo is definitely it, one of my top my, places, my, in, at least on my part time. My buddy's also a cook too, so okay. like he he's got. He probably has his own recipe his the own way recipe, he likes it, yeah. his own rendition of and it, and a little more picky. Absolutely, um, especially being home cooking for him. Exactly, he's probably a little more picky on it. Absolutely, but um, I would love to do that. I would love to take a trip, not necessarily to New Orleans. We'd love to visit New Orleans again, uh, but maybe to some of the outline yeah. places around there. Um, and maybe try out some of the Creole and Cajun food in these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still haven't had a boudin ball. I want a boudin ball so oh, bad. Oh, dude, I just watched a video on those. Really? Um, got uh, Isaac Toops is no. a uh, Cajun chef, mm-hmm. and he made them on like Vice or something mm-hmm. on YouTube. So I just, I literally just watched one of those videos. Yeah, I've, I've heard people rip and rave about boudin balls. There's like liver and shit in them. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, it's, it's all rolled together and, and then deep just fried. fried yeah. <laughs> I mean, now you can deep fry a leather shoe and be good. Yeah. I'm, well, I don't know about that. But I found another place that we're going to talk about maybe on one of our next eateries that they actually serve deep fried Oreos. Oh, yeah. You never and, heard of that? Oh, no. I've had deep fried Oreos, but yeah. I've only had them like at the fair. Yeah. I've never been to a restaurant. They're like, yeah, no, we got deep fried Oreos. I'm like, what? Uh, there's actually a place. What was that place called? Oh, whatever. Is but it they, out by us? No, I think it's more down like by Vanderbilt. Okay. But they've got um, ice cream egg rolls. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. For another episode of the Eatery. Yeah. Red, wow. We're, we're going to have to find Oh, this podcast is going to have me eating great food for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to lose weight anyway. Yeah, I've got the gym out to some of this stuff right here. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to give a shout out to Voodoo Gumbo uh, for, especially during this pandemic, staying open, surviving, because a lot of places next to us in our part of town mm-hmm. uh, in Nashville have not been able to survive. They're shut down, uh, which is sad. I know one of my favorite you know, Chinese places to eat, shut oh, down completely. Dal. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, I love that place. Yeah, I love Dal. I, we both we probably got the exact same thing. General Sells? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, they gave you too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they gave you far too much. And it became a more of a, oh man, this is a whole lot of foods. More, I have to finish this now. Yeah, kind yeah, of. You get through half of it, or like, ooh. Yeah, half half of their order would typically be a dinner special. Oh yeah. Anywhere else, uh, this their their meal was definitely meant for two. Mm-hmm. But and it's unfortunate to see them go because now I'm having to search around because I think every other place I had out there really it's not that it, great. It's not great. It's not no. great at all. I heard and, uh, lemongrass wasn't bad. Yeah, but they're most they're mostly they're, Thai. Are they Thai? Yeah, I believe they're okay. Thai. Um, which I wouldn't mind trying them out. I was on her. Oh, but we'll get to that. We'll try lemongrass out. Yeah, we'll, we'll do sure. theirs. Um, but yeah, Voodoo Gumbo. Uh, it's in Bellevue. Uh, still a moniker of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, great place to eat. It's a small place. It's not a big dining experience at all. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of nestled into a in uh, like a shopping little, center. Little, yeah, a little strip club yeah. shopping center in the corner of uh, Old Hickory and. Um, uh, Highway 70 South. Highway 70 South. Um, great place if you're ever in that town and you're got a hankering for some good jambalaya or some good gumbo or hell, just a great po' boy. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a feeling that you really want to have an overly sized beignet, yeah. check out Voodoo <laughs> Gumbo. And uh, if you plan on trying to hurricane, please make sure that you are not the one responsible for driving back. Yes. Uh, bring an Uber sure to, driver with you. Yeah, bring an Uber driver with you. Treat him to a beignet. Yeah. He'll enjoy it. Give him a beignet <laughs> for, for a ride home. For a ride home. <laughs> I, I think he'll I think he'll accept that along with payment. But he might be able to deal with your drunkenness a little bit better yeah. <laughs> as well. Uh, but, yeah, great place. I think it's a staple in our town now. 
A lot of people rip and rave about it. A lot of mm-hmm. people love it. Um, I hope that they don't go anywhere. I, hope I don't know if I'm going to be able to get great Creole food that close to Nashville anywhere else again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got to say to them. Other than please accept my order next Saturday when I place yeah. it. Because we'll, I think we'll, that's going to be happening now. We'll, we'll see you in a day or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, give me a couple days and uh, we'll definitely be seeing you guys again. Man, I don't yeah. want that for dinner tonight. That sounds damn good right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can order that to go. Oh, yeah, we definitely can. Uh, yeah. Hey, you got anything else to add to this? I think I'm good, man. So that that's a wrap on episode four. We're, yeah, we're, this is be, this is becoming pretty fun now. Oh yeah. Like once we kind of got rolling and everything. Yeah. It, going well, on. It, it took us it took us what four drunken idiot episodes for us to finally get to a point where like okay, we probably want to structure this thing a little bit better, yeah. and maybe the flow can happen a bit better. Yeah. I think we're slowly encroaching to where we have that good flow where we can kind of just keep going. Yeah, um, we, we hope you're enjoying it. I hope you liked the two-part episode last week yeah. with, <laughs> with Lisa. Yeah, that that one, if you listen to this one, are we going to release both parts back-to-back? Are we going to do, like, episode oh, I don't know yet. three, part one, part two? Well, yeah, we haven't released that one yet as of the date of recording this. Yeah. But I don't, maybe. I, I will definitely say this. If depending on how we separate it, I would not let my kids probably listen to part two. <laughs> yes. I think part two should probably tuck the kids away from bed and uh, listen to that one alone. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, should kids really be listening to a, 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 a bar a talk? Wait, do you don't understand? Parents sometimes just put on hey, things on their car and the radio. I you can tell know. you what kind of crap I listened to when I, mean, I was a kid in my mom's car. I mean, we're not going to tell you how to listen to it. Yeah we're, just yeah. Gl- we're just glad you're listening. Uh, absolutely. Listen to it anyway. Hey, if you want your kids to listen to it, absolutely. You're just going to have to answer some very awkward questions later. Yeah. Have fun with that one. Have yourself a hurricane while you're answering those questions. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>